0: Hey, that's pretty good. The Raptors defeating the Boston Celtics in overtime, 115 to 112 in a game that can only be described as Pascal Siakam's playground. He just got to exhibit so much of what makes him special and also how dependent the Raptors are on him in this current stage of their season where Fred Van Vliet is so clearly, you know, hampered by his knee injury. Gary Trent Jr. is still trying to make his way back from injury. OG Ananobi as well. Precious Sichua, streaking, yes. Chris Boucher, playing the best basketball of his life, yes. But these are players who, Precious at best, is self creating on like three or four possessions a game. Chris Boucher, hardly ever. And these guys are complimentary players currently. Precious, who knows what he grows into. But, and he's dominant defensively and, and Chris Boucher has been great defensively too. But we're talking about guys who have been giving these consistent performances as complimentary players. And once again, it falls to Pascal Siakam to just kind of work his way along with his team through this game where teams, yes, are playing pack the line defense who are just gapping defensively like they don't care about any of the open shots that come as a consequence of doubling Pascal or throwing attention his way. And he obliterated them and eviscerated them until they figured out okay, this is how we're gonna guard him. We're gonna put a small on him that's gonna be able to foul him with impunity and hand check him so he can't get downhill quick. And then if he does get downhill, he has to gather and then we'll harass him. Then we'll double him as soon as the ball is picked up. And When he passes out of it, there's no punishment because guys aren't going to hit threes. They hit enough threes, I guess. Did, Did they hit enough threes relative to how open they were? Not nearly, but they ended up winning the game. Pascal plays 47 minutes, seven more than anybody else on the team. He fouls out with like 51 seconds left, and he gives you 40 points, 13 boards, two blocks, three steals, and an assist. He shoots... 58% from the field. He got to the line to hit the free throws to tie the game at the end. He scored the basket prior to that. He got blocks in overtime. He was just immense. He was incredible. And there was so little in the way of help from his teammates in this one that he just carried. Sisyphus comes to mind. No man is an island comes to mind. Just people doing things alone alone these incredible feats of strength, of willpower and all that kind of stuff. Pascal made it work in this game and did so against a Celtics team that got away with a lot and still had really scrappy defenders with that being said. Like Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Aaron Neesmith had a really nice defensive game, even if I thought he had too much of a leash to foul. I mean, he he defended well, especially in the capacity he was supposed to. Tice had a pretty good defensive game for some stretches. So it's not the same as like Al Horford, Tatum, Rob Williams won't be back this season. So, you know, as great as he's been, that won't be a consideration for a future matchup in the playoffs or anything like that. But Tatum and Horford, especially, I I think Brown's defense is way overrated. I think that, Smith and grant williams did a better job tonight than brown will likely do but anyway they have a lot of good defenders and team defenders at that who will complicate these actions for pascal but he followed the blueprint you go to the soft spots on the floor that the celtics defense is comfortable allowing for other players and you dominate in those soft spots and he did i mean he was he's was bouncing grant williams one of the like He's heavier set, yes, but he's also, like, pound for pound, one of the strongest dudes in the league. He's a fire hydrant, much in the in the same way that Kyle Lowry is, except he's just much bigger. And Pascal had his way with him. Pascal cooked Daniel Tice on the perimeter. When he had Neesmith and single coverage, and they weren't shading so hard, he cooked them too. It was just immense game. And, you know, it was kind of like anybody can get it. Derek White, Tice, Neesmith, Grant Williams, Sam Hauser, whoever... Uh, Pascal Siakam gave it to him over the course of this game. And late, man. Oh, my Lord, late. They went one possession after playing Siakam so tough, you know, just digging down, hand-checking on the dribble, shading so hard, so he had to pick it up, and he had to pass out. And nobody on the Raptors is making shots down the stretch. You know, he's he's passing the ball out. And then that late finish where he got Tice on him for a possession, he just went right straight to the front of the bucket. Finished up top. And then the next possession, he gets Smith. They run a little handoff play. He has the empty side. The help is going to come from the middle, not the baseline. So he sees an opportunity. I can go baseline. I can get to the banker. Smith fouls him. He goes to the line. He ties the game up. Then in overtime, he takes that little spin off Derek White. It rims out Thad, who was just tremendous as the five in this game. He taps it loose. Pascal grabs it, puts it up and in. Then Pascal comes down, hits a little step back middie. That was, you know, to make it 113 to 110. And then he gets a block. And it's just like, he's had such a penchant for big blocks so far this year. And it is obviously by proxy of the Raptors playing small late. A lot of the time that puts him in a position where, hey, he's the guy who has to step over and be the last guy contesting at the rim. When, (laughs) When you have five fouls, that is, you know, it's a pretty tough line to walk. And he, like he did end up fouling out, but it was on a loose ball foul where, you know, a fair play. Like he, he didn't get to the ball first and he and I think it was Naismith collided in the air and that, that was it. But his the way he took into account how the Celtics were attacking, where the other help was, who was going to the bucket, he chose the exact right shots to contest and he chose the right ones to kind of just be in the vicinity to rebound if they did happen to miss. But also, he wasn't going to be caught fouling. He had to be in there offensively because the Raptors had nothing outside of him. Great googly moogly. What a performance. Like, he left it all out there, you know? And he didn't get to be out there for the last 50 seconds. He just he had to go sit on the bench. They go, <laughs> you know? Uh, Yeah, so just Pascal, first and foremost, lifting his team to just an incredible victory that featured just really, really clutch moments. And he had 25 points in the first half. When they decided, like, even it was single coverage, he was fine. Double, he was fine. It was the doubles with the shading. That was where he had a really tough part, was that the Celtics decided, you know, if they beat us by hitting threes off of, kick, you know, kickouts then that's what it is. But the Raptors very much in this game were not going to win on kickouts. They shot 10 of 39 from downtown. You know, Thad hitting two of five seems like a miracle, especially since one came from above the break. And the other one was like this no hesitation, hand in the face, corner three. He killed it and his defense was awesome. But yeah, Pascal took a matchup that wanted nothing to do with him scoring points and he put 40 on it like slapped it down on the table bet on himself and said i'm getting there and did it late did it early did it late made it happen incredible game oh wow for my money that's the best performance of any raptor so far this year i mean certainly there's there's been like these captivating you know fred had the 24 point quarter Uh, The Scotty game against the Lakers, if it had been punctuated with a win, very well may have been considered like that. But uh, how important this game is, how reliant the rest of the team was on Pascal, this is a big one. And uh, he came to play. This is a game that the Raptors just can't lose. This is a game that earlier in the season, the Raptors absolutely lose. But Pascal found you know, a higher gear and stayed in it until the until the tank was empty, man. It's, this was the best Raptor performance of the season so far. And, you know, the, the guys who helped out the most, are most they're like OG and, uh, you know, Precious and Thad, I would say. Those, those guys are the most helpful. Fred came along and he hit those big light threes, the two of them. That was awesome to see. But a lot of his decision-making in this game was, like, bankrupt really, really bad decision making. And, you know, I don't want to be too hard on him, but he just he pressed too hard. And I I understand why he wanted to because he's doing things. He's trying to do things that he did all year. And right now he's not capable of doing them. That's so frustrating for him. That's so difficult. But he pushed a little too hard. He, He didn't have the proper awareness to kind of settle on some possessions and then say, this would be better used elsewhere because he flat out just gave up some possessions and that's that's tough to do when the Celtics are playing the way they are. The Celtics are getting to so many extra possessions. They had 16 offensive rebounds. Even if they don't hit, they're getting those extra looks that maybe you aren't the Raptors. They usually win the offensive rebounding uh, game and they, they tied them in this one. They had, it was 16 to 16. So the Raptors, they usually win that. And they, you know, if they shoot, okay, then all right, but they have the extra possessions to buoy them. But, Not in this game. You know, you have Derek White pulling up for three in this one. You're kind of up against it. Like Derek White goes three for eight from downtown and Fred VanVleet goes three for nine. That is a trade-off in percentages you do not expect that you have to make in a game like this. But as it turns out, they ended up having to make it. Marcus Smart two for 11 is probably more (laughs) of what they expected to see in this game. But yeah, man, Thad, uh, I want to touch on Thad. Actually, let's just go from the start of the game. I'll give you the quick, the cliff notes. So start of the fourth quarter, things look pretty rough. The Celtics are funneling the ball. The Raptors can't contain at the point of attack. The ball is kind of filling out to the corners and open shooters. Hey, they get looks. Precious Sichua. Chris Boucher check in. This kind of meets, you know, in the flow of the game where Pascal's starting to take over. But Precious and Boucher are, you know, a very nice defensive pair. They help shore that up. Then they take Pascal out, the... uh they're kind of hoping Fred commandeers the offense and makes something happen. That is uh not the case. And so, you know, no Pascal in the court, Scotty and Precious give you a little bit of an offensive bump. Then uh the rest of the second quarter, I, I would say, is mostly played through Pascal, and he's he's still just scoring the hell out of the ball, kind of putting putting in the work. And we get to a point where Pascal is just pumping in these points, gets 25 points at half. And this is where the Celtics decide that, okay, at halftime, we're going to start playing him fundamentally different. And this is where you get into the Aaron e. Smith is his regular check. And he's going to play really handsy defense. He's going to apply pressure with all his might. You know, you try and make it so that Pascal gets downhill slow so that the help can come slow too. And the help doesn't have to make any rash decisions that are easy to play make against. And that was done, I think, with the assistance of fouling. But... The thing about that is, you know, Fred Van Vliet plays for the Raptors, as did Kyle Lowry. Smaller guys get to foul all the time. And even though I don't agree with it, Smith got away with a lot. But he they were operating, I think, with a similar ethic uh, as far as that's concerned. And then so third quarter, uh, the Raptors, this is where they really, really start to struggle offensively because Pascal, the adjustment has come. He doesn't get to just break every offensive possession open by dominating. And the ball is funneling to some guys like Precious has a a point here or there. Chris gets to a spot here or there. Thad is, you know, making, you know, nice plays as well. And you're, you're waiting for one of Gary or Fred basically to kind of pop off and, and make the game seem like, okay, okay, this makes sense. These are the Raptors. We know this is kind of what we expect on a night to night basis. But, that doesn't really end up happening. And Scotty Barnes is even in a worse position because up to this point, he's playing horrible defense. And I'll say it. Uh, the Raptors actually, it was like a blessing in disguise when Scotty fouled out. Not in that, you know, Marcus Smart ended up getting free throws of which he split them. But Scotty was having a really, really bad game. Gary and Scotty, the reason why the defense was so, so bad for the first quarter was largely because of scotty and gary and gary you understand like he's he's getting back even nick nurse before the game was like he's moving better than we think but he's not moving that well and this is a guy who has to range defensively and he did make some plays late but more often than not i think that he was limited in how he could provide ball pressure and also rotate at the back end of possessions we saw that on certain plays and scotty this is the thing about rookies Maybe if Scotty didn't fall out, he would have popped off at the other end of the game. Because rookies are inconsistent. But especially when you're like the fourth overall pick, as we've seen, Scotty can reach incredibly high highs. So maybe that would have happened, but his performance in this game was really, really is very bad. His his defense was the worst on the floor. Yeah, by I would say, a significant measure. And and offensively there were some possessions that you like because he's getting downhill he just he's that unstoppable isolation player where he's getting to his spot he's kind of turning on a dime scoring up to the basket making shots that's great but the jump shot wasn't going and he couldn't cut into certain space to kind of help alleviate what where Pascal was receiving so much attention because the Celtics were going to always they're going to give the outside shot and they didn't care what it looked like they just didn't want anything to happen on the inside and so cuts into the middle especially with very very grabby defenders like tice and marcus smart it was tough to try and you know find you know put the needle through the the pin i don't even know what kind of words i'm using put the needle through the pin yeah sure (laughs) anyway it was hard to (laughs) to thread the needle through uh through the the interior of the Boston defense. And, you know, quite frankly, the Raptors just didn't really even try. And the Celtics did a really good job of contesting at the rim as this, you know, dog pile version of it. Like Grant Williams, Marcus Smart, Daniel Tice, they kind of all got up there and made things difficult. Good, like great googly moogly. The Raptors didn't deliver on a lot of what they needed to, but it certainly wasn't because Siakam. The limitations were seen elsewhere, like, Scotty played much worse than you might have expected. Fred played much worse than a person might have expected. Gary played much worse than a person might have expected. And Precious, as I said, Precious at you and Chris Boucher punch in the way that they can. Precious better in this game than uh than other games. But uh, it's, it's still not, you're not replacing what Gary or Fred or Scotty can do offensively if they have it going. And then Thad... Man, this is where he really plugged in, and he was he was helping make so many plays as a connective player, as a guy who the ball funneled to, and you see the possession, the way it's going, and you say, the shot comes here, or it's just going to be something worse. And the shot he was taking for a lot of people tonight was a shot that wasn't going in. But with him, it went in often enough, and then defensively, Thaddeus was tremendous. Uh, I talked about how Scotty and Gary just didn't have it tonight, thad did thad switched out on smart he switched out on Derek white he made all of them pay i didn't see him get beat in isolation he they were able to neuter a lot of the pick and roll actions that got the celtics quite a few looks earlier in the game by just flattening them out making them isolations kind of like what was happening to freddie and thad when he was put in a position where he had to defend a smaller player he made it work and he got a stop and then in addition to that still made his way back to kind of fight for rebounds, clear out space, see what he could do there. The Raptors both gave up. So they did both of these things. They fought like hell and had bad luck on some long rebounds. But they also just, they weren't mobile enough outside of the guys battling down low. The guys up top weren't engaged enough to chase off the rim or off the tap. Like, they're waiting for an outlet, flat-footed, like on their heels. And, you know... If it gets tapped out into the open space, the you, the amount of time you have, like the jump, like a center fielder, the ball comes off the bat, the jump you get is everything because the ball is in motion, dude, and you're competing with other people. And the, the Celtics players are more inclined to be working up court because they're still in their, you know, quote unquote, offensive possession. So they're kind of hunting like relocation or if the ball pops out. But the Raptors, they're kind of leaking out to the sidelines. So they're always, always moved away from the ball. And it just, it was tough in this game. And the fourth quarter, I think is largely, you you could describe it by saying Fred hits two big threes. I already described what Pascal did in the fourth quarter, how he tied the game up, how he made everything work, and then how he kind of took over overtime. That's huge. This game came down to the wire. Gary Trent Jr., you know, credit to him, making those late free throws to put it from 113 to 115. That was nice to see the three point shot making variance. It's uh, it came around for the Celtics a little bit at the very end. They, you know, both of their looks just didn't have a chance late, and it was like, okay, this makes sense because the Celtics kept pulling these threes from nowhere, like Derek White hitting these these pull up threes that he's had stretches in his career where he where he shot well, but you know, it's. It's rare to see it these days. And certainly he's like around 25% on the season, if I'm not mistaken. So that is, you know, that's tough to swallow, especially when the Raptors have guys like Gary Trent Jr. and, and Fred Van VanVleet who are just not hitting on the other side of things. That's, that's tough. <laughs> that's, that's really tough. And so the Raptors, more than anything, I think in this game, they just, they fought through tough shot making, Defense that they, you know, shot making, you can't help. Defense, they certainly didn't help themselves. Way too many dead possessions on that end, just giving up blow buys and stuff like that. But they found their way through it, and it was largely because of Pascal Siakam. It was like he dragged them through it, actually. And Yeah, sheesh. Reggie Evans-Ward, that's that Young. Man, he got after it. Gang rebounding, like rebounding against the gang rebounding of the Celtics, just getting bodied. Possession after possession. um, Playing great defense. Helping grease the wheels on offense. Doing so much. And uh, yeah, so Reggie Evans Award. That's for him. Okay, so top quick reaction comment is from MZ. We got a long one, folks, so strap in. Quote, one, Siakam. Is there anybody who doubts this man now? Pascal is a superstar, period. Clutch defense and clutch baskets and clutch free throws tonight. Two, Fred, I assume whatever's wrong with his knee can't be healed with rest at this point. Otherwise, he'd be sitting a few of these games. He looks bad, and this team needs him to win anything in the playoffs. Very bad break. Three, refs, does everyone now realize that players have nothing to do with this? It doesn't matter who laces up for Boston against us. They get the calls all game, and it's disgusting. That head ref is now my least favorite ref. Just disgraceful, but the Raps beat them despite playing five on eight. Pathetic that it had to even be like this against a team missing four out of five starters, but what a game. Are we not entertained? Edit number four. Does everyone now understand why we got Thad? end quote? Okay. So yeah, Pascal is an all NBA caliber player. I wrote that big piece about it and I wrote it because I believe it, not because, you know, fans like to hear it. I believe that Fred has a quote where he's saying the rest doesn't help it. So that's, you're right there. That's confirmed. And yes, you're absolutely right. This, this team needs Fred not even just to create on offense but to shoot better than 28% from 3 you know on like he's even shooting 30% on catch and shoot stuff since the all-star break it's not even like the pull up it's the catch and shoot stuff still isn't going in so yeah refs uh everyone watching knew that was a really tough game the raptors had way more fouls called them called on them and that's not that's not always indicative of something going on but the The Raptors, I didn't feel the Raptors, I didn't feel like were so much more aggressive and mistake laden that they should have that many more fouls than because it was twenty one to ten before you know right before the end of the game. I'm not sure exactly where it finished at with all the fouling and putting guys on the free throw line, but I, I didn't think that, it, that that disparity didn't make sense to me. And you can't just look at disparity and say they should have called one here or there and fix it or something like that. But if there's a big enough disparity, you can kind of glean from that, you know, what, you know, how the game was going. And usually the the team that's really aggressive and gets the rim, you know, that is part of it. But yeah, Pascal on a lot of those drives, man, felt like he was getting like, that was a really tough whistle for him. They got to dig really hard in on his body And he didn't get to set the terms of engagement. And so, yeah, I'm not a guy who talks about refs basically ever. But this was a particularly tough game. Usually when there's a big disparity, I honestly, I look at the game, I watch it and I say, the Raptors are not playing a style offensively where they're generating fouls against themselves. Like they're just not compromising the defense enough to do it. But Pascal Siakam constantly put the Celtics in positions where they had to foul him. And it just felt like it never came. And that was particularly tough to see, especially since he was like the engine of the offense. And the Raptors, I definitely agree there were some ticky tack fouls on, on the other end. And that that was tough. It's uh yeah, you don't like to see it. And you know, there's a lot of fouls. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my takeaway is I understand why fans would be upset. I I don't like talking about refing because it's like, what analysis is there to be made? And is it interesting to do ref analysis? I mean, for some people, sure. But for me, I just, I feel like it's not very valuable from my point of view anyway. And so it's, yeah, it's just tough. I I definitely, I won't, uh, I'm not aggrieved at any Raptors fan who's upset at the refing. It was a tough one. I think that that was pretty clear to see that uh, it it was tough. I'm belaboring this point, but Anyway, MZ, thanks for writing in. Whether you got into this, listener, in the morning or at night, have a blessed day. Try to avoid overtime in your regular life, you know, especially if you're not getting paid overtime, you know. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Anyway, whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.